Hello, I'm Andrew from Aro Video in Wellington, New Zealand, and welcome to episode four of Back to the Disc Player, the Aro Video podcast. It's inspired by our Adopter Movie Scheme, which enables our film-loving supporters to purchase an exclusive, lifelong affiliation with a title in our library or an acquisition that we may not have. It's where I get the privilege to talk to our customers about their personal connection to the film or films they've chosen to adopt, and for us to find out a little bit about them too. Episode 4 is what I consider to indeed be a privilege, to talk to veteran New Zealand actor John Bache. It was a rare opportunity, as John is by his own admission publicity shy, and he outright rejects the notion of the cult of personality which seems to drive the industry and modern culture. For this reason, he is a bit of an enigma for most people. You may know the name, the face, even the voice, but not the man, and that's because he prefers it that way. So given that, this conversation may surprise you and hopefully delight you as it did me. John has had an over 40-year career, and this chat is only an hour long, so if I could say up front, there's no mention of John's work on Lord of the Rings or the TV show Duggan, but who knows, maybe there will be a part two at some stage. My thanks to my RO colleague Sven de Strom, who recorded this episode. Welcome to Upstairs at RO Video, John. Great to finally have you here. That long glass, this is haranguing <laughs> me forever. Yeah, I have. And uh, there's been a few logistic issues around getting, getting here at last. But uh, um, I've been looking forward to this. So I appreciate you going out of your way to uh, talk... Uh, about stuff I know you're correct me if I'm wrong one of these actors that likes to talk about everything except himself exactly <laughs> the, the trouble is you, you do realize don't you that every time I do a, a conversation or, or an interview which I really really hate doing mm-hmm. and so I must have done about three in my life I always come across as a some kind of pretentious prat sure you know yeah which is Possibly what I am, I'm not sure. But anyway, <laughs> pretentiousness. But <laughs> there, that may be so. I think we're all self-conscious about how we come across. But also, you are—you have license to to be a, a little that way, aren't you? Because you're a... No, no one should you're, be pretentious. Well, but, you know, are you I saying mean, by pretentious that you well, aren't, aren't what you... Are pretending to be something that you're well, not? You, you, you hear actors talking about acting all the time, and it's always I like, so. really? You believe yeah. that? Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. great. I'm yeah. so glad you followed that line, and um, you've learnt everything there is, and and this is what acting's about, and you immediately... I mean, you know, immediately you you just sound like, really... You really, yeah. Oh, come D- on. Do you think it's the cliches that come out because actors tend to have a, a certain playbook and you've got to, they're taught to... Well, they to, all studied with this or they studied with that or they yeah. read Stanislavski yeah, or they yeah. read Mayerhold or, yeah. or whoever. Sure. You know, yeah. and suddenly you... It's like, well, I don't know any Indeed. of that. Indeed. No, well, I'm not. I wasn't <laughs> going to ask you about any of that. Because so, I don't know any of that. Good, we're on the same level. <laughs> Good, so I think we have a good basis for a, a decent <laughs> conversation. Um, so, I'm, uh, I can never resist, resist a good pun, John, and I was going to say I wasn't going to ask you anything that was too close to home. Boom, boom. I'll be leaving about now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, um, I've got one or two icebreakers. That was one of them. Um, <laughs> the other was... <laughs> The real reason I've got you here is yes. because you're a fabulous Aro Video supporter. 
and I just wanted to thank you publicly. It's my for pleasure. You've got the films. Your... I want to see them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You, you sound like my father saying, I'm, 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 well, you know, don't worry about that. I'm here to see the grandchildren. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, man, where else can you go to get the good films? I'm not going to tell you. Our old video, by the way. Lovely. So that's a free ad. <laughs> good. I'll take that. So, um, in fact, I have been doing a little bit of research because you've got you've got a, a long career in which you've been working uh, forty plus years as a professional actor. Thank you very much. I think it <laughs> deserves a round of applause. Um, I think. Um, but I was looking back on uh, one of those three interviews that you mentioned that you'd oh, given. God. And and it, don't worry, it was quite good. Who it was, was it with? You, you came off well. It was with Chris Burke of the New Zealand Listener in 1985. Oh my God, that far back. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see the John that's of that time. I think you were in your late 30s or something and the, and the john that then. i know <laughs> and to see that absolutely nothing's changed well, so i commend you for your you consistency mean I was just as stupid back then as i am now okay thank you very much no um, that's all right i've um, forgotten and, and, all about that and one of those was uh it was was chris mentioned of you turning up to the interview having agreed to the ordeal he commits himself totally uh, and i thought that that is not only perhaps telling of what you're doing for me right now, but also of your professional attitude to your your craft and your uh, your business. Well, you shouldn't turn up, should you, unless you do yeah. commit completely. I mean, yeah. that's, you get paid money, you get hope that you're going to entertain the people, and you better you yeah. better do the job. Yeah. And the, when we don't do the job is when it hurts. It's horrible. Yeah. You know, you do a job just for money, say it's. I mean, that's not knocking anybody who does a job for money. Like, I do jobs for money, mm -hmm. but, I mean, mm. when you do a job just for money, it becomes drivel. But if you're doing a job just for money, you're still turning up and totally committing yourself well, you're trying. and enduring you're trying, the ordeal. But there seems to be a little switch that goes, this is just for money, this is just for... Mm. You know what I mean? It's just I like, you try not to. You try to do it fully, but I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's possible. It may be possible. Yeah. I God, I don't know. Well, let's um, let's <clears throat> hold that thought and move on to it a little later. I just wanted to talk um, um, in this early stage, uh, perhaps, about you coming to New Zealand from Wales. You were born in Wales. Yeah. And uh, don't worry, I'm not going to say this is your life and, and the, the bells and whistles go <laughs> off. And, <laughs> although I think that would be hilarious to see that somebody done to up you. The stairs now that it's going to be a shot <laughs> ringing out somewhere. <laughs> uh, so um, this is my equivalent of that, which is to say, uh, so late fifties you came out from Wales. Is it fifty six? I did yes, my yes. calculation. Yes, yeah. no, no, it was late fifties. Yeah, so very late fifties. Tagged along with your parents. What? Pardon? You tagged along with your parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They dragged me. Yeah. So were they what they call the ten pound poms or no? They no? paid their own way. They yeah. um, the valleys were closing down. The mines were closing. The valleys were dying. That's before the Japanese industry turned up and started making motor cars or bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. No, it was all dying. You know. So yeah, they they decided one day. Well, my mother decided actually. She the story goes that she went to town, bought the tickets to New Zealand. 
went home and told my father. Right. <laughs> and all he said was, good, that's great, let's do it. Sure. And yeah. They paid their own weekend money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you... you were, did you have brothers and sisters as well come out? or Yeah, two sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you one, all... si one sister was already out here. Right. She married a, a, an Air Force guy. Uh, um, Clearly an older sister. <clears throat> yeah, much older. She was in the WAFs. Mm -hmm. and, uh, okay, yeah. so that inspired them to come out, that connection. I think I think it was more the the fact that the valleys were dead, they were dying, and yeah. there, was, there was nothing to do anymore. It was yeah. like... It's, um, it's not a hard luck mm. story, but it was like it was really tough to make a living at all. Yeah, because it was because there was car manufacturing. Well, no, no, that yeah. came later with right. the, with the Japanese industry. It turned right. up much, much, much later. Oh, I see. So this that was, was a... the mining industry was right. closed down. It was dying. Okay, sorry, so you're saying that the, the Japanese car were... industry moved into Wales and, that, and oh, set yeah. up factories. And yeah, things. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. big factories in there now. Sure. So you all came out to Wellington, settled in Wellington? Or? No, Blenheim. <clears throat> okay. We went to Blenheim first and then came down here. Yeah. Uh, with Christchurch, I mean. And then that was, yeah. Oh, okay. So when and did you set foot on Wellington shores? Wellington? Was that when you that left was, home? and? No, that was um, close to home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good segue. <laughs> that was close. I got an audition for Close to Home. I actually came up and did a little thing. Um, in ours, there's a snippet of Janet Frame stuff. Ours to cry. Um, but then I got an audition for um, Close to Home. Okay, so the sorry, the Janet Frame thing was a stage thing. No, no, it was, oh, a, it was a television thing. I God knows, I can't remember who who was in charge of it now. I think they were doing different authors, and Janet was one of them, and um, Janet Frame was one of them, and they, they were shooting a, a scene out of Hours to Cry. Right. So you were already practicing your trade in Christchurch as oh, a, yeah, as a yeah. teenager? Yeah. Yeah. Stage, from school. Yeah. As soon as I, I mean, when I was a little kid in Wales, I started. Um, I played Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and as I left the stage, I tripped over my gumboots. Right. And I thought that was so funny, I went out and did it again. Right. That, and that was it. That was the hook. That Excellent. was the hook. Here to make people laugh, you know. Right. Nice. Yeah. So that was that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how did. Uh, so, if you already had those aspirations when you were. Uh, a child in Wales, moving to the back of beyond, 13,000 no miles away. I didn't know where this was. Yeah. I had no idea. You, you didn't it's extraordinary. Think, well, how am I going to for, follow in the footsteps of my heroes didn't when I'm... didn't even think about that. No. I was just here going, it's green. Why is it so green? Everything was green. There was, good God, in Blenheim we had fruit trees hanging. We didn't have fruit trees at home because it was like a backyard. It was a place where you start to cold for winter. I mean, mm. it was... It was incredible. Mm. It was quite extraordinary. Um, it was a, it was a blow to the head. You know, it's yeah. like whoa, what is going on? So you on came here? out on a boat. Yeah, six, yeah, we six came weeks out on the Rangitani. Mm -hmm. Six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And you got here and you were impressed. Oh, well, I, I, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was summer was hot as hell. I mean, it was yeah. just amazing. Mm. So there you go. Lovely. So uh, Christchurch, then there was the pull of work. Is that what took you away from Blenheim? 
Um, my parents moved down to Christchurch. And, uh, for work. Naturally, I got, yeah, yeah. got tagged along. Mm. And um, went to school there, and that's when I started. And I mean, you know, you start acting, you keep acting, and you don't stop acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so back in Wellington, where you were in the right place at the right time for this audition for Close to Home. <clears throat> well, it happened, and um, I got an audition, and um, then I found out I had it, and I was had to move to Wellington, so yeah, moved up here. And yeah, it was all on as yeah. bad as I was. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, I heard about your audition. What happened again? The audition was fine. It was just, we don't, the first time we started doing this stuff, I was shocking. It, it was like, because I'd only ever done stage, um, no one had taught us, me, well, I knew nothing about doing stuff on film, and so I was using a stage voice. Mm. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure I remember it was Tony Isaacs, the lovely mm. Tony Isaacs. Were you a little pretentious, John? Very, very theatrical in in a television mode, you know. And I'm sure it was yeah. Tony who said, you don't actually need to be very loud. You can yeah. let, let the microphone do the job. Right? Sure. I knew I was doing something wrong. Right. I knew it, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but luckily at that time in New Zealand, um, nobody knew much about acting for oh, television. Oh, they did. They did. Did they? They they. they, they Oh, Tony and all the rest of them, they they knew exactly what was going on. It right. was just idiots like me. And also, <clears throat> the other actors and actresses, I mean, Elona Rogers and, and Billy Stalkers, they all knew, yeah. but I, I, right. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I felt such a prat. <laughs> God. But, I, I mean, I was only a young fella when Close to Home came on New Zealand television. Started. When, when there was only one channel. Well. And I kind of think of New Zealand television as before and after Close to Home. That, to me, seemed like a watershed. It was. I mean, we were doing it live to start. Wow. Which is the scariest bloody thing on earth. Yeah. I mean, you're just going out live? Yeah. What? Yeah. And if you screw up, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all going to yeah. be on. Yeah. But we got through it. Wow. Um, and it wasn't... Yeah. It was quite a few weeks before they actually went to pre-film. And, sure. Yeah. God. Yeah. Jeez. The sweat, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. But it's very good very, training. Very exciting. Very good yeah. training. Yeah. I uh, I wasn't any good, by the way. I wasn't very good. Right. Because I, I heard a whisper that um, they were they were, were, were going to get rid of me because I wasn't working. It wasn't happening. And I couldn't mm -hmm. work out why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and were you still over-emoting? No, no, no. I just didn't know what was wrong. Right. And then I figured I didn't understand cameras. Because there used to be two, three, four cameras set up in a in a studio, so I went home and thought about it, and then I went back the next day and I thought, yeah, I know, I'm going to beat you every time. The cameras, you know, the red light comes on. Yeah. So I'm going to be there before the red light. I just I mm -hmm. study using peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. You see what mm -hmm. which lights going, what's happening, and oh. and nobody told you this. You just <coughs> no, decided no. to apply yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Told it. I uh, I remember uh, I remember you first seeing you in the flesh uh, when I, I went to Nine Eye College in, in the late seventies, and I remember you visiting. I think you might have been part of a close to home cast, or you you might have been visiting for some other reason. Maybe you had a child there or something. I, I don't know what it was. Nine Eye College. But I uh, I remember see, saying, "There's Tom Hart." Oh. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and I, uh, I 
probably like so many other people with only one channel and close to home being quite a uh, very well watched it was, uh, yeah. and I I don't imagine it would have been too long before all of a sudden you were being recognized in the street unfortunately yeah and I would imagine it would be as I say everybody having watching it it would be got all of a sudden off. you would have just been I got told off by a, a little old lady in a post office because I was nasty to my wife right I said, what, what are you talking about and it was she was actually talking about close to home yeah I, they they got to the point where they some people they still do of course mm. believe what they see on television yeah um and it was quite frightening yeah for a while yeah but you had nearly eight years on that show no no okay. i was out early alona and i <clears throat> were i think we might have been the first casualties mm -hmm. um which is the best thing they ever did for me because I, I might have just stayed there otherwise yeah um no no they got rid of tom and viv and then they brought us back right at the very end right to finish the show mm -hmm. which didn't go down very well with a lot of actors but that's beside the point hmm. um yeah no no they let us mm -hmm. we were written out which was great yeah because that left me free to do all the other sure. stuff that came along yeah yeah luckily it did <clears throat> but it was still a good time that that, that period. fabulous yeah great people yeah yeah. I mean, lovely working with some of those people was just so good. Yeah, know? yeah. And um, and it was regular, and it was not that I knew what I was doing half yeah. the time, but mm. learning on the job. Yeah, but they, uh, that's another thing. They they taught so many. That program taught crew, actors, designers. You know, it was mm. it's yeah. a hell of a good thing they did. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. You were already so you're pretty established as a as a face and as a name. Uh, no, I was established the... as Tom Hart. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not as anything else. <laughs> um, but you 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 are notoriously publicity shy, John. So how did the the young John Bash uh, react to being recognised everywhere? That was bad. Yeah, I was very bad. Yeah, I'm not good at it. I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't like it at all. It so screwed with my head quite a bit. Was actually. it like maybe this acting lark is not for me? Maybe I... no, it wasn't that. It was just not being. I didn't want to be. I didn't want people to see me. Yeah, it's still the thing. I don't. I don't want people to see me. Yeah. I wish we could do away with names of under characters. We just mm. just put the characters out. I still want yeah. just the characters out. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. You know, it's like that's what you're watching. That's who you are. Mm. But they still, I don't know. I don't, mm. I don't know. It's a, it's a two-edged sword, isn't it? It is. It's, you but know, you've had forty plus years of that. On one one hand, you need mm. to be known. On the other hand, you don't mm. want to be mm -hmm. known. It's, it's the bargain oh, you make. Yeah. I can't. I still don't understand it. Yeah. Don't. Um, <clears throat> so I, just going back to the uh, the the interview that I read with. In the listener in, in the 80, 85 there was, there was one thing I want to pluck out of it. Uh, don't worry, it's, that it's was there. I don't even yeah. remember that. Interview. I had a, I had a, um, I, I got a, a tip off from somebody who said, "Have a look at this." Huh. Uh, and here's a quote from the article that says he plays the game his way and he takes his chances. Sometimes he loses and sometimes he wins, but he'd still rather be himself than anybody else. 
and that was what I thought was the journalist Chris Burke summarising you, but in fact it was you talking about your character Mick, Mick Roche. Oh, right, yeah, Mick, yeah. yeah <laughs> but I couldn't too. help but think that yeah. playing the game your way and taking your chances seemed to sum up the John Bache that I know. Well, and would that be fair? You try. You try, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you have to. Otherwise, yeah. I, I'm in the wrong business for for advertising myself. I can't. I don't want to. Yeah. And it, and it, it. I don't know. You turn things down. You don't turn. I don't know. Mm -hmm. My agents get really annoyed with me. I know that. For sure. I, I don't do because you they, play the game your way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My Aussie agent said recently, so, I, 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 you know I can't get you to do anything you don't want to. <laughs> I, I, I sort of have to apologise. I'm yeah, sorry. Sure. I just can't help it. Yeah. So do you ever regret it the next morning? Was that been something where I should have played the game? I should have been more amenable no, to that? No. No. Never. <clears throat> you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. If you play the game, what, what are you doing? It's not, you're not being honest to yourself. If you're yeah. not being honest to yourself, how can you be honest to a character? Yeah. I, I, I how can you? Your, your, you know, Mick Roche's character. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that was Mick. Yeah. Mick did it his way. Whether he screwed up or he didn't, he, it, it was Mick's way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I kind of liked the character. Yeah. He, was, he yeah. was mucked up all right. He was screwed up, but he, he was honest about what he was doing. Yeah. And I think we've got to be... That's what we have to do in this game. It's so much flim-flam and so much stardust, you know, and, and some people like Keeping it. Keeping it real is really important to you. Well, if you're not going to present what the writers have slaved over to an audience in the most honest way you can, hmm. <clears throat> I mean, we all fake it. Yeah, sometimes we fake it. And you know, you know when you see something is fake. You know it, don't you? Yeah, you, do. you watch it and you go, "Oh, come on, oh, please!" You just, you're yeah. just putting that on. You just, you know, you haven't gone anywhere with it. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> I sometimes get into trouble with it. Yeah, John Lang's movie got me into a bit of trouble with that because apparently my the twin brother, the nasty one, mm -hmm. was so nasty that we're talking about the Lost Tribe now. Yeah, yeah, which People... is a film that I did watch last week, John. Well, they say get so far I, into something, and yeah. you, and that's the other thing. You need a strong director. You need a director to be able to pull you out and go, "Hang on, whoa, slow down." Just mm -hmm. to, that's too far. That's mm -hmm. and that's that's my problem. Mm -hmm. I go too far into something, and sure. Don't. So I yeah, it was one of the films that I've done uh, watched last week to prep for this interview, and uh, one I hadn't seen before. So I thought I'd catch up with that one because it was your first starring role your first lead role um in a feature film i don't know it was i'm pretty Quite sure it was. probably was it was uh so that was 1983 and <laughs> i uh when was the last time you saw that film oh my god um I, I, premiere night yeah probably yeah did i yeah, go yeah. yeah i might have gone <laughs> um no, i don't tend not to yeah um, so I might have. Was there a premiere? Did I go? To I, have no, I have no idea. I, have no idea. I, I do know that the film was, I think, delayed for two years. It was caught was it? up for some reason and wasn't released <coughs> until 1985. I saw I John's Long Cut. Mm -hmm. I know we went out to um, 
to not Avalon, but that other little place, the film commission, the film place there, and it had he he was showing the long cut of it, the version. Shit, it was good. The long yeah. cut was great. Right. But I suppose it had to be cut, cut, cut. He, I, he shot an awful lot of film. Yeah, I can imagine the long cut being. It was really interesting. Better. It yeah. was interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there that you go, yeah. oh, okay, I see where you're going with this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that was some. Um, yeah. I thought the most impressive things about the film were, uh, apart from your performance, which was which was great. It was um, a really meaty role for you. Um, Fiordland as a gothic backdrop was pretty incredible and it was beautifully filmed wasn't it yeah yeah so those two elements alone are pretty strong um, but the the screenplay I thought felt a little uh, and this is possibly because it was cut in the way that you've just described um, just not quite servicing the premise it was all there yeah yeah the yeah. long cut it was all there yeah. you know yeah. I mean he worked worked so hard on it yeah and it was um you can see that yeah yeah it was yeah. but that was a danger point that mm. was that was that was where you needed somebody to pull you up because um <laughs> yeah he said at one stage what 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 did you do to your eyes what did you do what did, what I, don't mm. know. I said what are you talking about he mm. said when you're playing max the nasty one your eyes change color that was <laughs> 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 he was overseas talking about something in, in I think it was Singapore or somewhere like that and some reporter stood up and said how did you get him to change his eyes and right. he, th he thought I'd set the set the whole thing up as a joke right but I didn't know even though he was in Singapore right and that's the problem with going too far you see yeah okay you've got to have somebody to control you sure so <laughs> just in a general sense you're you're uh uh, as an actor, you're, there's this tension between the um, the, pr the process and and the uh, enjoying the process and feeling like you're doing good work and the result, which I think a lot of directors and producers and others are um, focusing on getting that result right, as opposed to the process. Do, do you find there's a um, in your experience of going on many different projects? a disparity between projects that you enjoy and you're disappointed with the result or vice versa where you've had a hard time on the set and and it's been worth the effort Do, is that something yeah i mean but the problem is of course there's no way of knowing there's no yeah. way of knowing even if you get on with the director um you might get on with him but he might want you to do something that you know is aberrant to your yeah. character then yeah good <clears throat> so, so mostly you have to go okay fine I'll do that yeah. but but you, yeah. you know it's wrong sure yeah. whereas in the other uh, I can't think of it offhand there was something in my head here that where a director said I want you to do this and I thought no 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 but when it came to it he was right yeah absolutely right yeah and I've seen <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> I know I've done that I know I've, I've made a, a <laughs> I know, <laughs> sorry I know I've made a fuss about something, <laughs> and he's t the director's turned out to be completely right, right, which is really annoying. Sure. So John's eating <laughs> humble pie on the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. I got, I How got long does now. it take you to get to that point <laughs> before you admit you're wrong? Um, not usually not very long because yeah. um, 
I I do work for directors. Mm. I, you know, I mm -hmm. think directors are important, mm -hmm. but I do have seem to have a lot of arguments with them right. as well. I don't know yeah. why that is. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Isn't that it push and pull of control seems yeah. to be something that's once I once I want to take on a character, mm. I you want to run with it. I get really. <laughs> Quite possessive, possessive. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. a good word. Yeah. Possessive, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, um, and I can be very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it? Uh, I guess it's just those creative decisions that are made all the time, and in, in that context is where you think, well, can you explain to me why you want it done in this particular way? Because uh, I'm I'm not feeling that way. So I've asked at, people, yeah, and then is is not an explanation in a context usually something that you think, oh, okay, I get, I get it, or is it just just do as I, just do it the way I've written it, or <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> it's both. Sometimes they'll they'll, um, I mean, let's face it, they will. They'll say, look, I, I want you to say this um, because it's been written, and I want you to do it, and and, and I, hmm. <laughs> I had a case recently, <laughs> unfortunately, where I. I said, look, um, I'm not going to say it. I just can't say it. Because mm. I know this character wouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. But the writer was really adamant. The director ended up asking me very nicely if I would just please say it. And then she said, but, but you know, I'll make sure it's not in the final cut. <laughs> and I said, no, you, you won't. Yeah, I know. You're lying to me now. You don't, don't lie. No, I'm not lying. I promise you. And then I rang up about two weeks after I'd left and finished and I said it's in the final cut isn't it yeah. I said yep it's in the final cut see, see you give in and what happens I know <laughs> they stab you in the back but are you there at the premiere to assess whether no, you were right or wrong I don't, I don't like going no, to see things no. so you effectively the result is not that important to you at all it's, it's yeah, no no the result's important if the audience it's the result on the audience mm. the, the reaction the reaction, pro I mean, mm. that's why mm. um, Lost Tribe was, you know, I, I, I really thought the audience would, would get this. I, but then I had seen the long version, so I knew what, what could be there. Sure, and you, you know? didn't see the short version to your memory. I didn't memory. see it until, yeah. and so, I'm sure I didn't go to a And so it becomes hearsay around what people yeah, think of it yeah, and the film yeah. and I flopped think, effectively, didn't it? Yeah, and I think that in in a lot of ways that um, that hurts the directors too. Like um, John Reed's film, the war film that was he uh, shot the here. last tattoo. The last tattoo. Yeah, it's a bloody good film, mm -hmm. but it just and his cut, his mm -hmm. latest cut, mm -hmm. is even better than the original cut. But mm -hmm. it didn't get the yeah. kudos it should have got. Yeah, actually, if you look at that film again, it's a bloody yeah. good film. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially as I say his yeah. second cut and that kind of hurts the directors as well yeah. I think yeah and, and you know yeah it doesn't hurt so much the people who work on it because yeah. they they can go and get more mm. design work or whatever work or whatever it is sure. but, um, I think at the time you weren't uh, you were also doing Roche you were publicizing Roche in that interview and so you had <coughs> um, uh, the Lost Tribe and Roche coming out almost simultaneously so you didn't you had your eggs spread over a couple of baskets oh bugger Did and I? well i'm just saying that that uh the fact that the lost tribe didn't do what it was supposed to do um commercially um it didn't harm you in terms of your no no brand 
no, like. I, I could I, use that word. I don't know why I. Yeah. I mean, Roach was hell of a lot of fun to work on as well. That was yeah. incredibly popular. Yeah. I still get yeah. stopped in the street and say, "When are you going to drive a truck again?" It's sure. Just, yeah. It was yeah, another yeah, popular yeah. series, so yeah. it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been and, lucky. I've been very and lucky. And that was cancelled after one season. So is that ah, another... Ah, there's a story behind that as yeah. well, but... Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. Um, basically, it was... Um, they wanted to do a second season. And I, again, um, I got some flack from some actors and probably justifiable, I'm not sure. Um, but when I went into... When they offered... We want to do this again. This is the deal. I said, no, I don't. You're not even talking. You're not even talking. Well, um, what do you mean, John? You, you, you were saying no to what? <coughs> this, this, we're doing a second series. It's exactly the same deal as that series. Deal in terms of the... Everything. Right. No, I'm not playing that game. Okay. You want to talk? Talk to me. Oh, I see. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, okay. I, it didn't matter what was being offered or anything... But if you're going to say you're talking, you need to talk. Right. Um, okay. As I say, I got a bit of flack because I went to Australia and did a, a mini-series over there instead. Mm-hmm. I did Great Bookie Robbery. Yeah. Which I haven't seen, which I wish I had seen because it's got, you know, it's very well regarded, that mini Andy Anderson. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, Bruno Lawrence. Yeah. Um, name, the, name the Kiwis, they're all in it. It's sure. It's incredible. Sure. It was a was an Aussie show shot with mainly Kiwis. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Mar was in it. Those some great, yeah. great criminals. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see it. Um, another thing I did catch up on, which does uh, did feature Bruno, was uh, Battle Truck, which I have to say <laughs> I enjoyed immensely, <laughs> and much to my surprise. Um, <laughs> and um, it, uh, I previously i hadn't seen it because i kind of thought i threw it in with shaker run and race for the yankee zephyr as being this kind of um you know american funded american actors uh done on the cheap uh you know thrown together by roger corman Uh, but in fact i thought it was uh, quite beautifully crafted in a kiwi number eight wire kind of way that was done to to harley and the the director yeah um, and the designers, I mean, all the building the battle truck and God knows what yeah. else, you know. It was really impressive visually, and I thought it stood up to the Mad Max 1 and 2, it's you know, as crazy, being a great it? genre <laughs> film. So I'd, th- I'd hardly recommend it. Um, but also, uh, just to talk about your role in it, uh, so it's you and Bruno, <laughs> who are these larrikin goons <laughs> working for the American granite jawed villain <laughs> who's kicking ass oh. in post-apocalyptic yes and uh, dressed like oh. south island somewhere yeah. <clears throat> um and it's a, it's a hoot and and you are reprising somewhat your character from pork pie and, and to a degree aren't you well you're doing crazy john well, I, I, well that's I, what they I, want <laughs> That's what they wanted. So yeah, I, I, Bruno and I just got together and said, sure. "Okay, let's, yeah, let's go so crazy." So it's you and Bruno goofing off Basically. in this film, and um, which wasn't appreciated, by the way. Sure, I did think, uh, yeah, I did think it was trouble uh, reading between the lines. <coughs> um, Apparently, it was. Um, so you had good fun on that on that shoot. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it was good fun. It was um, <clears throat> there were lots of things happening on it, and um, <laughs> off the shoot and on the shoot, and um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was fun because luckily Bruno was there mm -hmm. to keep me sane or insane, one or the other, yeah. and um, but we were. <clears throat> I know that there was word that we weren't allowed to be have too many scenes together because right because they're playing up. Because you'd oh. chew the scenery, something shocking. Well, <laughs> what, could you, what else could you do in something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was... Mm. <clears throat> that's obviously yeah. what we were there for. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah. we tried it. Um, so... It was my truck. <laughs> but I look at a role like that, uh, and, and your pork pie uh, role, the character whose name I can't quite remember. Um, but Snout. Snout. So... And I see Larrikin John, and I see that very much in the uh, uh, kinship with Bruno Lawrence and those other geezers from that time who were making films on the sniff of an oily rag and yeah. you know, with Kiwi ingenuity. Yeah. You know. um, so it did remind me of Pork Pie and also Utu. So there was, it, it, it had a, a Jeff Murphy flavour to it. I could almost imagine Jeff making that film. Yeah, you could almost, couldn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There would have been more yep. humour in it yeah. if Jeff had made it. But, yeah. Um, yep. yeah. Um, I mean, intentional humour, not unintentional humour. So I just wanted... But there's also this... Um, as you became older as an actor, there was a much more sober uh, John that emerged. Well, they kept giving me sober roles. <laughs> they kept, they kept, <laughs> Australia kept throwing me, you know, yeah. I mean, playing playing the um, newspaper guy. Right. Um what can you do with that? You know, yeah. so it's very, very sober and very heavy, and yeah, and um, you know. So those larrikin roles are kind of uh, are, are um, you only did a few of them. Yeah, because they won't give me yeah. any more. <laughs> they won't let me be crazy. Right, but because we think when we think of John Beige as uh, an actor, we do think of this uh, serious um, actor and uh, someone with has gravitas and. Oh, I, I just know. wondered. I just. No, I'm just telling you. This is my point of view. I'm just uh, wondering about Larrikin John and whether you, the, you know how you fitted into the the scene with Bruno and Blurter and those other other I, people. I just knew. What? I just knew Bruno and and, mm -hmm. and Jeff and all the rest of them. They were all. They were all wonderful doing Blurter and stuff. And I was. Yeah. I was stuck in. I was doing something else, and I. Yeah. So I. I was never a part of Blurter, but I. No. If they turned up, I would go and see them all you know and you dance you, I've well, seen we you did, did a bit at, at um old wild man yeah. you know i played a toothless barman barman right wild man and Another just because i was yeah. well it was down the, it was that studio down there where i was shooting this studio up here so yeah so i would sneak off and do this thing for jeff and then come back yeah. and, and yeah. it was some um, i'd have to goodbye pork i um, have to goodbye pork pie i mean mm. What can you do? You yeah, just snout is snout, and you know. So, were you were you socialising with those guys after as well? Were um, you not with them, or were you Bruno? I socialised with sometimes. Um, never really Billy. Uh, Jeff was always it was always work with Jeff, but um, yeah. So yeah. I didn't really socialise with them because I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I, I think by then I'd stopped drinking. <laughs> I might. I I might not have. Right. So I can't really remember. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, was it their influence, perhaps? 
what to stop drinking well p- partying uh, you know and and the no. nascent film industry that no, was all a, all a, a bit of a hoot. do you know what there was there was an incredible passion an incredible passion and you're surrounded by all these bloody brilliant minds yeah you know um yeah and all the all, i mean the music and, and everything yeah. and else. an anti-establishment absolutely uh, anti-establishment yeah. you know there was no yeah i don't <clears throat> if there was an attempt to be known or or become a star or something, it was mm-hmm. subverted by mm-hmm. the reality of the other people around, the anti-establishment of of, of mm-hmm. other people around. Sure, who, I, I remember Jeff actually once. I went to a party somewhere, God knows where, um, and I I said something stupid about the police being something or other, and Jeff just it just it just said something and it just blew me away. It was like. Oh my God! I'm so naive. I'm so stupid, mm. and they they all had these. They they knew so much, you know. They mm. I don't know. Mm. And also Street playing wise, jazz, you know? you know. They could yeah. play jazz for God's sake. So yeah. Yeah. the riffing in in the music was yeah. like riffing in their minds. Yeah, I I just loved them. I think they were yeah. incredible people. Yeah, yeah. But you you there was a certain. Uh, you're part of that crowd, but also once removed. It was yeah, the, once it, removed. You, you knew you were different from them in in some ways yeah it was also i wasn't smart enough or musical enough or Mm -hmm. whatever to Mm -hmm. to become part Mm. of that i was always i Mm. I was one removed i was Mm. doing something you had a different gig going on i was trying to do something else definitely Um, yeah i was just curious about that yeah no it was interesting it's very interesting it's a and if if it's if there's a time that i miss then it would be that time of um, yeah, those the, the, people. The naivety people. you were talking about is also part of the charm of it as well, isn't it? It's that kind of like everything is fresh and ah. and an adventure, and and, the, know, and people they, would dive in and do yeah. it, you know, because yeah. they yeah yeah let's yeah. do it, you yeah. know, and it was yeah. and get results as well. Oh, that amazing. were pretty darn good. Yeah, um, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, John, the reason why um, we have people on this po- podcast, uh, the, the hook is that you, you, you have to adopt a movie. And I know we've talked about um, uh, what choice that you wanted to make um, in, in that regard. To have your, thank you for that blind <laughs> side. <laughs> hey, no. hey, Mary Poppins is still available. No, it'll just, no, it'll just cost you. It. No, it'll sorry. Just cost you. So, um, so you've told me what it was, and I wanted to discuss that movie because it opens up a few other things. Um, so, do you want to tell us uh, about what well, the name of the movie is? And um, well, King and Country, King and Country, Dirk Bogart, Dirk Bogart, um, ni- 1964. I have it on good authority. Holy shiver yes. me timbers! So, really? to tell listeners a little bit about it um, uh, before you can talk about it, um, it's a black and white film, um, British. With Dirk Bogart, Tom Courtney, mm. and Leo McKern, although effectively it's a two-hander. Fe- effectively, it is, isn't it? It is. It's a uh, it's uh, f- it's a f- an adaptation of a play, uh, which I imagine might only have two characters in it. Um, it might not. I've but... never read the play. Actually. Right, right, right. So, I don't know. so it's uh, a. Um, uh, it, it, it is about a, a chap who is being tried for deserting and the lawyer, Dirk Bogart plays the lawyer who is defending him yeah. in a court-martial situation. Yeah. 
what what um why have you chosen that film and what what do you remember of it <clears throat> i've had the privilege of seeing it only a few days ago whereas what did you think of it though i really liked it I really liked it, and I could totally see why you chose it as a film. Well, I was you... at university in Christchurch, and it, came, it was on at the cinema. It must have been the same year it was out, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember sitting it with very few people in the, in the cinema, but I remember just being transfixed by this, this anti-war, mm-hmm. how dare you do this to somebody, um, black yeah. and white, film and I just yeah it was like I walked out of there going Jesus God Almighty yeah uh, how do we get to make movies like that sure yeah 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 well we did we made goodbye Paul Pie <laughs> but you know what you I mean that's so the same yourself. thing it's yeah. the same yeah it's like, don't do this to people yeah. come on you know um so it was inspirational it, yeah. when you as yeah. well a kind of uh, I, your, want, your... I wanted to act more yeah. from, uh, from that yeah. time on you know yeah. I mean it was like it was like a driver it was like if you could do this, if you can do this on screen and have an effect on me like this, then that's what I want to do. I want yep. to make things that have an effect on people. Sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And, and, that, and that film got very, to be very much does. I, I, yeah, I've, I found it, um, it's beautifully filmed in black and white and it's, it has a very melancholy uh, uh, tone to it. And I could, uh, this was my assessment. You've got, just looking at the actors, you've got Dirk Bogard who is uh, who plays this lawyer and he is all everything the, the elegant movie star yeah isn't and he? he's isn't he? uh he's got the um uh the, what was it the, the um perfect, perf- perfect thespian diction yeah <laughs> so uh he's quite astonishing in it and then you've got tom courtney who's who's a complete contrast who's an everyman an innocent a, a young yeah. chap who's thrown into world war one and is and in the trenches and 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 facing uh really a surrogate for the audience to say what would you do if you were thrown into the war um and uh, and he'd done the dilemma of the film deals with somebody who was not an out and out coward but somebody who is defendable by by dirk bogart uh as somebody who has committed service and then Decide, to home, decides to decides to walk home, yeah. um, and so there's a there's a grey area where where he is uh, um, where there's a, a defence mounted, um, but of course it's a it's a, a a tragic film that when we all know how it ends. It's a fait accompli, isn't it? Yeah. Boom, boom. You left. Yeah. You left your post. Yeah, but it's uh, it's beautifully <laughs> written as well, and it um, it reminded me. Just that genre of adaptations of plays that have been beautifully nuanced, yeah. in, you know, as stage productions, and then, um, so it's not only about the actors, but it's about the words. Isn't but not it? only that, it had an it had an effect that I've never forgotten. Yeah. And that's. I, Do you remember the last scene? <laughs> yeah, the, the, but, the very last. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't. I don't it, it, but, ha- it still has an effect. <laughs> Even now, after all this time, mm. I can I remember watching it. I can can see what's on the screen, mm. and it's like, you know, it had such an effect. I forgot to go to the pub afterwards. I just went for a walk instead. Should have gone straight to the pub, but I didn't. It was like, ah, oh, amazing, yeah. amazing stuff. Yeah, um, a lovely film. It is a lovely film, and it also uh, another reason I thought that it was something that you might. Connected to is just that uh, generation of British actors, uh, Dirk Bogart being 
somewhat one of them, but there are others that we've talked about in the past uh, in the store. Uh, Albert Finney, uh, Oliver Reed, Alan Bates. The um, Tom Courtney's. Uh, Richard Burton, of course. Yeah. yeah Tom Courtney. So... Uh, Look that, at Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Now, there's a guy who could change his appearance like nothing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a guy you, you can almost see thinking on on film. Yeah. But I. So I these guys are very, they're very much role models for you. I I, I see them as uh, <laughs> you know what have I written here? I've said uh, British thespes with rugged masculinity and yet sensitive artists. Oh my God. God. <laughs> What's the world coming to? What are you? Good. I, I knew I would eventually embarrass you, John. Yes, I you've done it. it. Yeah. You've done Excellent. it. Thank you very much. See, pretentious prat that I am. Thank you very much. Um, but they don't make them like they used to. Is what I'm trying to get at. I don't think they do. I think they they're attempting to. I yeah. think some of them are attempting to be like that, but they don't mm. have the. Are they? I, what is it? They don't. There's no stream of energy streaking out of them, yeah. which makes you go, "Oh my God, these yeah. people are not only yeah. dangerous, but they can, yeah. they might show you something sure. dangerous." Sure, Peter O'Toole's another one. O'Toole, look at O'Toole, yeah. one of the most beautiful-looking men. Happy to yeah. have his nose job. Um, <laughs> but seriously, what a, and what a character! You would say that, wouldn't you? Well, you'd throw that in. I mean, it was it was extraordinary. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. The Burtons and the all those yeah. guys. The, yeah, I think. I think they created part of the mystique themselves for themselves. Sure, yeah. No, it is. It is quite a legacy, and um, they were. Uh, yeah. So, did you feel being over the other side of the world and doing doing your stuff over here? Did you think? Did you ever think? Oh, maybe I should go back and try my luck. I did back in the homeland. What happened? I, I went to and did um, triple action theatre. It was. Mm -hmm. um, Experimental theatre, mm -hmm. which in was London. Uh, in London, where we toured around, toured around the British Isles. Mm -hmm. um, so, when's this? I, when was I, this? My, my idea was to actually knock on the door and say, "Excuse me, can I just, just mm. you know, let me in? <laughs> Give me a go." Yeah. Ah, uh, did you have a I show? Did, did you have a show reel with you? Did, no, you done stuff nothing. No, no, didn't have a thing. Okay. Um, second time I went back. Um, after Triple Action Theatre, I gave that up and then I came back here and decided I wasn't gonna, never going to act again. Hmm. Um, and then I got dragged into a, a kids thing that Jeff was on, actually. Hmm. Um, oh, God, and we shot it during the Commonwealth Games in Christchurch. Okay, and I played. <laughs> I played a blow-up man, a man who was... He actually was blown up. Right. And it was... Blown up with air. With air. And yes. his death scene was so horrific, apparently, that they, they had to cut a lot of it because okay. <clears throat> what they had was this guy, he gets punctured. <laughs> and, the, and he starts yep. shrinking. Mm. And the last scene you see, you see an arm and a head with a costume on the floor poking <laughs> out as yeah. he's gone flatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently they showed it to kids and they just... <laughs> screamed which I thought was fantastic right, yeah. uh, and, anyway and, and that reinvigorated your your passion well for, um, um, <laughs> I said I'd, I was I was living in the countryside and I um, somebody came up and said look I want you to come and play this this bloody da, da, da. and I said okay I said as long as I don't because by then 
I actually had long hair, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And a beard and stuff. And it was very hippie-ish type stuff. Sure. And I said, as long as I can play it like this. And they said, yeah, fine. And they ended up cutting my eyebrows off and my hair off and my beard off. <laughs> so... To do this blow up, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I loved it. Wow. That was it. Okay. Back to stage, okay. back to work. Yeah. So your uh, sojourn to, to London was late 60s. So when you, you were yeah. Young, yeah, early yeah. 70s. You're yeah. a young chap. And I yeah. went back again and um, I went, My I had an agent by then and I had an, yeah. old, uh, an interview with... Um, by this time you had your showreel? No. No? Okay, no, no showreel. This so is where, stupid. You've, this where never, you've gone wrong, man. I know, I never yeah. think of yeah, things yeah. like that. Okay. So I just went to see, I went to see the Royal Shakespeare Company and um, <clears throat> and they, I, I didn't think it went very well, but um, I ran out of money anyway and I had to get on a plane back to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But when I got back here, they my agent said they want to see you again <laughs> but i didn't have any money so i stayed here oh okay all right there you go yeah stupid um, dumb and you've had families here family here as well so yeah. there's been you know you've had roots put down here yeah in uh and also wellington australia was offering work i was going to say so the yeah. australian thing you've you've had this career Very 40 lucky. plus years yeah. as a professional actor in both New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. Was there a temptation to up sticks and go over there where there was no. real money? No. No. What's your feeling about that? Um, um, I, I love working with the Aussies. I think they're fantastic. I, I mean, I've never had a bad... No, I've never had a bad time over there. Yeah. But they're very Australian. <laughs> and um, and I, some things I can't quite get a grasp on right um and they're much more they really do pursue wanting to be uh, what is it a career i don't yeah. know what it is yeah. and, I, and i'm not I, yeah I don't. so the lower key environment of being in new zealand it's better suited for me. you yeah. yeah it's much yeah, better that's for me. interesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah um but I you've all, you've always had it three hours on a plane though to go and do do stuff there. Yeah, it's so good. you've had best of both worlds in some ways. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, they're yeah. they're actually wonderful. They 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 kept me employed for ten years at one stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> where I couldn't get a job here, but I could get a job in Australia, and it sure. was was fantastic. Yeah. I'd always be uh, indebted to them. Yeah. And they all always offered me different roles. Everything was different. You know, yeah. I mean, newspaper man or great bookie robbery or Gallipoli mm -hmm. or, yeah. you know, yeah. Spit McPhee. All, you know, it was all mm. all different. Mm. And mm. I, I'm really grateful to them for that. Yeah. Gallipoli was the last the production last you did there? Uh, no, the I Gallipoli did. Gallipoli miniseries um, we're yeah. talking about here, 2015. After that, I did, yeah. um, oh God, what's the name of the woman? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> the last time I saw you on stage was Red, where you played Rothko, yeah, the, the painter. It. Yeah, good play. At Circa. Yeah. It's a good play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd it love was to great. have done it again, though. Yeah. Still more to do in that, you see. Yeah. Didn't quite get it right. Right. Need to get a little Like bit. another crack at it, the same play. Yeah, because <clears throat> it's Rothko. Mm-hmm. And and you want to get it right, yeah. And I don't think I quite got it right, mm. and that really it, annoys me. Right. Well, I liked it very much. C'est la vie. Yeah. Can't yeah, do yeah, it again. Yeah. But isn't that the way with a lot of things where 
you do what you do and then you think if I had my time over again uh, no I, no not not too many things but things like Rothko or um, or the court theater gave me Salieri mm -hmm. and I didn't get there I didn't okay I didn't get where I should have got with Salieri and that hurts right you know if you I'm never happy with the job don't get me wrong I'm never happy with the thing but whether mm -hmm. I do but there comes you get to a point where you go I, I can't do any more than that. I just, you know, but I knew with Salieri I could, and I know with Rothko there's still, right, there's still an element that okay. is missing. And so I'm, it's about reaching, reaching. Is that the? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta thing. reach for it. Yeah. you've gotta go for. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes you don't know what you're reaching for. Did you feel like you're not reaching Salieri every time you went on the stage, or did you find that you did occasionally and not others, or? Does it vary from night to night, the stage experience, in terms of your own satisfaction? Yes, but overall, you've got to come off at the end of it all, yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, two nights ago was great, but tonight was... No, it's got to be an accumulation of yeah. the whole thing was, I got it, I got him, I did it, I know I know he was there, yeah. you know? Okay. Well, um, that's, that's but he never, he, never, he never came in. Okay. Um, Rothko did, mm. but... Mm. He was hanging back a little bit. So, do you feel with when you do something like that that you that you're perhaps miscast or that you're what, what's no? The, I what's just the, didn't do it you, right. Right. I should have been able to do it right, mm. and I and I didn't, and that's mm. really irritating mm. because you you're also cheating the audience of something. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Rothko was he was close. He was so close. But the bastard wouldn't come in. He wouldn't come all the way in. Mm. And therefore, that's holding back. If he's holding back from me, then I'm holding back from the audience. And that's not right. Mm. That's so there, not right. there is a sort of an, an inhabiting process that goes on. For me, on the in the good things, yeah. 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 In the good things, I get yeah. totally inhabited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was like in Gallipoli. I totally, he totally bloody inhabited me. It was just was ridiculously weird. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, and you were playing a, a sergeant or the, no, some no, authority. The, the, the whatever his name, Brigadier General so and so yep. of, of the whole thing who was yeah. sent home. Okay. Um, but he was, he's a real man and he actually did come in. He was quite, hmm. it was quite weird. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so the, the stage. Thing versus the film thing I know that's a cliched thing to ask an actor you know is, is, and the usual answer is perhaps they've both got their good points <coughs> well they do don't they they both have their good points um, yeah I, I think I prefer stage yeah um, yeah if you're playing something really good and you because the audience is there yeah you know that's it um, and with film it is they can change you they can change you like that. They can change the shot. They can change the line. They can do whatever yep. they like. Yep. So there's more control on stage. Well, once yeah. you're on, yeah. Once you're on and you've rehearsed yeah. and you've got a great, mm. great company. Yeah. <coughs> so you'd like to do more. You're not done yet. You. I haven't even started. No. <laughs> so. You're still waiting. I'm still learning. The phone's still ringing. <laughs> well, <laughs> just just not by the people sometimes that you want. 
Yeah, and, I'm not know. sure I want anybody to ring anymore, but then on the other hand, I do, of course. Yeah. But I, it You've got caller ID on your phone? No, no, actually nothing. <laughs> nothing. Um, no. Still learning, that's the main thing. Yeah. 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 Still got to do things. In the meantime, you're watching a lot of films. I am, aren't yeah. I? You yeah. know that. Too yeah. many damn yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're... Uh, it's... It's... Uh, something you enjoy you can do it vicariously sometimes yeah the acting thing yeah <clears throat> yes I, I probably shouldn't watch so many films but i do yes yes um, um it must be quite gratifying to know you've been on so many adventures i mean it's being an actor i would imagine is a double-edged sword it does have its um i would imagine it's very stressful when you're going from one job to another and wondering where the next job's coming from and all of that the uncertainty oh, yeah. is uh, that's the uncertainty of the whole job isn't it the it whole is. business the whole arts yep. thing I mean the uncertainty yep. of yep. will there be another play on next week will there be were they ever going to make well, I mean you know I'm not <clears throat> I think I'm out of sync with the time yeah. that's for sure yeah um, there's a lot of stuff being made now that I'm not interested in at all not even sure I don't even want to watch it I don't want to look at it that doesn't mean it's bad or anything else. It's just it doesn't it doesn't have the effect that <clears throat> King and Country had. No, which is what you're aspiring to. The effect I want on I want yeah. people to go. Jesus God, what was that? You yeah. know, that was. I'm not forgetting yeah. it. So you're you're still very passionate about. But it. I don't want them to know it was me. <clears> hmm. <throat> You just it's want not the important. Yeah, yeah. you, you not just want to have that effect. Yeah, the, char yeah. the character when they, they should, you know. Mm -hmm. I've had I've had people <clears throat> come up to me and say, "Snout, hey, you were snout, weren't you?" Mm. And you go, they, they remembered the name, they remembered the character. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. they don't know my name, mm -hmm. but they know it was snout. So as so, as initially as embarrassing that, that public situation might be. And you have to deal with it. Well, as long as they know it was it was yeah. it was that character. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, but, but if they say, "Oh, you're you're John Bates, aren't you?" You just go, "Oh, oh okay." Yeah, so, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, yes, I'm very sorry. I'm on my way. Okay, Goodbye. right, right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, but sustaining a career as long as you have in little old New Zealand, I mean, that's quite an achievement. It's Not too many people have done it. It's and luck. You have done it, but it's luck. Yeah. It's too. It's too. It's yeah. only luck. It's, it's, it's luck. just being there, or somebody you're in somebody's head, and and oh, well, let's use him for this, or let's you know. I mean, mm. it could have been anybody else. It could have been maybe, but I, you, must be prouder of your achievements than you cared to let on, John. Come on, not really. Not really. I haven't got there yet. Well, take it from me. You've done. You've done well, lad. Well, I haven't done the one thing that you know. <laughs> <laughs> one thing one thing that they'll go 10 years in the future they'll go did you ever see that thing that was oh right great well one day maybe it, it, exactly. I'm still trying we'll leave it there John it's been <laughs> fabulous talking to you thank you so much again not for, a problem uh, you'll never get it again us. cheers mate one conversation only ever good night everybody goodbye Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. 
Uh, I've known John for quite a few years through the store and have had uh, plans to work with him creatively that have not quite come to fruition, so that meeting of minds uh, felt like a practical substitute for those ambitions. Um, however, I did work with him uh, when we released the DVD and Blu-ray of Utu in 2015, where I asked him to do the voiceover for the ad we did for Māori Television, so I thought I'd include that here for you as a bonus. The landmark film that all New Zealanders should see, now restored and reconstructed as Utu Redux. Yours to own on Blu-ray and DVD. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you can support what we do directly by adopting a movie for yourself or someone you know, or you can become a valued friend of Aro Video through our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Video, where we have a number of options for monthly support available. Also, if you think that you or someone you know would make an interesting guest for the podcast, then we'd love you to get in touch, and we invite you to register your feedback about what you've heard through all the regular channels. Finally, you can subscribe to this podcast for automatic updates through your preferred podcast app. Until next time, bye-bye.